Chanel here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. Today we are going to be discussing insulin resistance and I'm going to try and explain to you a little bit more information. So if you've heard the term and you don't really understand or you think you have insulin resistance, we can talk about some tips or some ways you can actually improve that situation. It's really not something that we want. Uh, and basically, I, I myself suffered from insul some insulin resistance. I had taught my body to survive wholly on glucose um, I was that person that could like smash a banana and then go for a run straight away. I had taught my body so well and it is possible to correct it. So that is good news. So I want to explain to you what insulin resistance is. Basically, insulin, insulin resistance happens when your insulin levels are just too high for too long. They're just constantly like elevated um, and this becomes an issue for everyone but obviously I'm talking to my menopausal tribe out here today um, a lot of you come to me suffering with belly fat I personally had this situation as well now insulin is a fat storage hormone so when we are in menopause and we're spiking insulin the belly fat is a pretty good indication that insulin is playing out for you and that is why you hear me talking about how we must change our food once we hit 40 because um, you know these hormones are at play so basically what happens is our bodies become resistant to the insulin being so high just like um, coffee for example or our body becomes resistant to lots of things but I'm just going to use coffee and as an example if you drink coffee often and then your body actually just builds up a tolerance to it you need more coffee to get the same amount of you know this the same outcome right so your body becomes used to it and it needs more coffee to get the same desired effect and so that happens with insulin being spiked all the time now we don't really want this happening because insulin resistance is the first marker in a lead to you know pre-diabetes and then that continues on to like type type 2 diabetes and this is not good markers for health and wellness basically our goal should be to be metabolically flexible and when we have insulin resistance it literally means that we actually just are not metabolically flexible and that was me I was not metabolically flexible it meant that my body was only able to use glucose for fuel and it couldn't use my, my fat for fuel. So I'm going to explain a little bit more about that. Insulin resistance can actually affect or alter other conditions that we may have like PCOS or heart disease. So it's really something that we don't we, we really don't want and if you feel like maybe you have it or you've been told you have it the good news is you can do something about it. So the best explanation I give when I'm trying to explain to someone what insulin resistance is, is that talking about metabolic flexibility, metabolic flexibility means we have the ability to use 
our fat for fuel and we also have the ability to use glucose so glucose obviously primary fuel source really easily available we get it through carbohydrates um, we convert it really quickly through gluconeogenesis and it is really you know always available to us especially in this day and age using our fat for fuel that is a metabolic situation that often isn't available so what we want to be is metabolically flexible we want to be able to switch between using our fat for fuel and using glucose for fuel what happens with insulin resistance is and the best way i like to to explain it is like putting a key into a lock you're putting the key into the lock and the key is going to unlock using your fat for fuel your fat as a fuel source so we put the key into the lock but over the over the like lock the the keyhole is like glad wrap and glad wrap is insulin resistance so the key cannot get into the lock into the hole to unlock your fat for fuel so it stops it it actually stops your body's ability to use its own fat for fuel so this is not what we want and if you have listened to any of the content that I put out you know I'm a big fan of fasting and my journey with fasting was actually um, <laughs> it was it was a challenging one I'm not going to be I'm not going to lie there when I first started it was really hard and the reason it was hard was because I had this level of insulin resistance so the insulin resistance was stopping my body being able to use my fat for fuel and when we fast that's exactly what we do so when we do an extended fast or if we fast for more than well it's really more than 16 hours so once we go past the 16 hour mark going from 16 hours to 24 hours we actually burn through the glucose that we store in our muscle and our liver now we store like a decent amount of of glycogen in our muscles and liver to help fuel us and that's why we can actually go kind of like 16 hours fasting no problem once we go over that period of time and we head between 16 and 24 hours our body starts breaking down the fatty acids that we have in our body and it starts creating ketones in our liver and that's another fuel source to help fuel our body now when we have insulin resistance that process gets blocked because our body can't access our fat for fuel that's why like that example I just gave you with the key in the lock so that then makes fasting very difficult our body does not like it and you get some pretty good side effects from it I know because I experienced all of this that's why I love helping people learn how to fast now and actually fasting is one of the tools that you can do to actually break down this insulin resistance um, and I'm going to give you some other tips uh, around spiking like glucose or spiking insulin like in a minute too like to help you so fasting is really beneficial if you think you've got insulin resistance or some level of insulin or you know doing some fasting is going to really be helpful and I'm so grateful that I I actually had enough grit to to actually get through it because my my pro, my journey with fasting was pretty rough like when I started so and that's because of the insulin resistance but if you lean into it and know that that's what's breaking down the insulin resistance then 
you get the freedom of having that metabolic flexibility so I did lots of like 24 hour fast lots of actually extended fast so I did like 60 hour fast like once a month like and this was what allowed me to become metabolically flexible I also use the ketones like the exogenous ketones I only use one particular variety and that's because they're the only naturally fermented ones available everything else there's there's other ketone supplements out there but they're they're synthetic and I'm not a fan of that so um, if you are wanting to do some fasting or you're on that fasting journey starting to learn about this then um, shoot me a message uh, and I'll give you the info on the particular ketones that I use that are naturally fermented they make a big difference because they're bioidentical to the ketone you make when you actually do the fasting so your body actually uses them very well so they helped me a lot actually in my fasting journey which allowed me to keep doing it to break down the insulin resistance so fasting is really great and so I definitely recommend that uh, and if you need help with that then definitely the ketones will be one of the ways that you know and and obviously doing it in a group like my program um, we are doing three 24-hour fasts over the six-week period this time and you know people are just getting amazing results um, a lady did her first one this weekend just gone and she was on our call we have a weekly call she was on our call on Monday night and she was like I just feel amazing today I just felt incredible and this is what's so cool because I can tell you guys and all of you like tuning in and listening in how effective fasting is but when you actually feel it yourself there's a different level of like understanding so that was pretty cool um, but doing it in a group obviously there's like support and community and that is very helpful so here's some tips to help reduce your insulin spikes um, if you haven't quite got to the point of fasting yet or maybe you're on that journey and you just want to really like get this insulin resistance under control so adding protein to your meal like if you hear anything I put out I'm very protein forward so I shoot for 30 grams of protein every time I eat uh, as a minimum that's just a non-negotiable um, eliminate your snacking so the the women on my program have recently learnt about my protocol for eating so I really truly only eat three times a day and if I want to have something that I normally would have had as a snack I actually have that right after lunch so what I'm doing is I'm minimizing the amount of times I'm having an insulin spike I have my breakfast then I have my lunch I do like something sweet after lunch so I have it right after lunch and then if I have my dinner if I'm going to have something I have it right after dinner or I have a protein shake right after dinner and then I'm really just eating three times a day so I'm minimizing the amount of times that I have those insulin spikes um, starting your meals with veggies first is a really good tip and eating your carbohydrates last now that sounds fine in theory but these are just all of the information so you can decide what you want to do with it whether you want to do that or not adding vinegar so having a shot of apple cider vinegar before you eat is really helpful as well for helping minimize um, your insulin spikes and if you do happen to eat sugar or eat high carbohydrates having protein with it so maybe you've gone out for dinner you've had a great day of eating and then you've actually had dessert or maybe you've had birthday cake this is probably a good example you've 
you've had birthday cake. Having a protein shake as soon as you finish your cake will actually help that meal be digested differently and it will change the insulin spike that happens in your body. It's quite interesting. Moving after eating, so same thing, maybe you had the birthday cake, get out, go for a 10 minute walk or do do move your body for 10 minutes. That's also going to help with your body, um, you know, dealing with it. And um, if you're going to eat fruit, just make sure they're whole fruit. So dried fruits really spike insulin because they um, don't have any fiber. So when we're off or, or fruit juice, I just fruit juice is like the quickest way to spike your insulin very high so I just totally avoid that there's no fiber in it so your body just literally like spikes very fast so hopefully these tips help you on your own health and wellness journey uh, if you have anything that you know I haven't covered please Make sure that you um, obviously reach out to me on my social media and let me know if there's something I've missed or some a question that you may have. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it and I hope you are having a great day wherever you are in the world. If you are happy to leave a review or a rating, this is how other people can find this podcast. I will always be asking you this favor because it truly is how other people can find this information. And that's my job is to help you with your health and wellness journey. So send it to a friend. Uh, you know, I would appreciate that so much. And if you haven't already grabbed my meal prep cheat sheet, it is, I will pop it in the notes section. Go and grab the link and that's uh, some great tips for helping with your meal prep. Otherwise, I will see you next time.